the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Thank you, everybody. Alrighty, why is understanding the opposite sex such a major hurdle? Why is understanding the opposite sex a major hurdle? Who wants to take that? Why is understanding the opposite sex a hurdle? I don't look at it as a hurdle. That's me. I don't look at it as a hurdle. I think it's for me, and I hope I answer it somewhat. I think um, over time, what I what I realize is learning communication styles. And I think if we're Christians and we're growing in Christ together, that we start to learn how uh, how to treat one another. And I, and I think that's what I kind of notice in men. I know men, you know, are going to be stronger in certain areas, the way they think and the way they do things. But um, I really feel that everyone should still have a kindness and gentleness and patience, you know. And so I think that's the gauge that I kind of go for versus how men are or how women are. Because we, I respect the, the difference of both. One day I was sitting at a Starbucks and... Forgive me saying it like this, but I saw this really overweight man, beer belly, gray, kind of balding. And the Lord showed me how a woman would find that man attractive because he's because that would be her husband or she grew grew with him. And God was showing me that men are men. They're rough. They can be tough. They can be messy. They can be whatever. Men are who they are, but there's someone for everybody. And I think ultimately it's how you come across to each other the attraction is going to be part of it but it's how you treat each other and that's ultimately what god's going to show each other how do you can you even though you're a man and tough can you still be gentle and patient and i know we're not perfect and some of us can be impatient i'm not saying perfection i'm just saying ultimately um you know when i went to that while you're before your marriage, marriage things. I've always gone to different classes for merit, for relationships. I've just always been intrigued with that. And I always pray, Lord, I hope someone's also seeking how to be in a relationship because there's so many things to learn about relationships that you don't just learn it from at home. No one teaches that teaches you those things growing up, how to treat each other, how to, how to, um, um, I mean, there's just so many aspects of it. Just sarcasm I think a lot of sarcasm comes from men messing around with each other and I think you know if you're sarcastic a lot with everyone you're going to be sarcastic with your wife you know and I think I think sometimes we get to get to a point where understanding the opposite person is just they're gentle we all should be gentle with one another treat us gentle (laughs) thank you thanks um I want to second what Patricia is saying, and I also want to add that men and women are typically socialized differently, and we're taught to communicate differently. 
Uh, you never really know how you come across to someone when you speak with them. Um, we have a tendency to, to assume that we're understood word for word and our intentions and everything that we're saying, even the things underneath the words we're saying are understood. Like I'm kind of going on faith that everyone's understanding what I'm saying right now, but there could be 10 different interpretations of what I just said. And so that's something that we tend to bring into our interactions with the opposite sex. We'll say things the way that we're used to saying them because that's how, you know, me and the guys talk or, you know, that's, that's how the girls talk and, why doesn't this person understand what it is that I'm saying or why are they getting upset with my tone of voice? This is how we talk in my family, you know. Um, but that, that's, that's a factor. We, we communicate differently, but we tend to assume that everyone understands where we're coming from. And that's where a lot of the friction, a lot of the fights come from with um, people of the opposite sex because it's like you're not understanding me, you're not understanding me. But the underlying message is you need to come over to my side, my way of thinking. No, you need to come to my way of thinking. And nobody's really meeting in the middle. No one's willing to be the bigger person and lower themselves to put it in a message, put it in a way that the other person can understand and relate to. Um, going along the lines of everybody else, I think there's a pride issue between the sexes, both men and women, where we don't want to understand we want to do it the way we've been thinking of doing it, and they either accept it or they don't. And so um, one thing I've come to learn, uh, and this is both in relationships, in business, at work, wherever, you can apply the skill set there, and you'll see how, how big of a change it is. I, uh, one thing I've, I've learned to do is try to understand what the other person is trying to tell me, whether it's a man or whether it's a woman. I try to understand where they're coming from so that I can get to the true issue or to the true problem and find a true solution instead of just going with, well, I think this is what she told me or I think this is what he said or I think this is what they meant. Sometimes we just have to ask. We just have to be, you know, just ask somebody to clarify that for us. And if somebody out there, you know, is pursuing someone and the other person is basically, you know, telling you one way, if you're interested, they may be trying to tell you, you know, what you want to hear, but not package, not package it the, the way you're used to getting it packaged. So um, it, I, I think we all just need to basically let the pride go and just, you know, try to understand each other as much as possible. Thank you very much. Is there anyone that wants to ask a question? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, excuse me, but, you know, the thing is, I'm not trying to be perverted or anything, but, you know, but the thing is, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the thing is, like, you know, is, oh, I'm sorry, I'm Antonio, I'm sorry about that. Y'all gonna, y'all, y'all gonna get to know me. Um, <laughs> no, but the, the, the good question is that, is like, you, you know, I mean, yeah, all of us are saved and stuff like that, but the thing is that, you know, I guess in a relationship or or even a marriage, you know, are, are there's a time that we could talk about sex or or do we just have to wait to at the marriage? But if if we could talk about sex before we get married, when is the best time to talk about sex? Thank you. That's an excellent question. Um, truly, I believe that once you set your sights on someone, you should. Um, 
again, this is dependent on you personally. Um, I'm going to have that talk before marriage. And uh, what I want to do is I'm not going to do that on the first meeting or the second or the third. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to ask and, and build a foundation as to who this person is. Family history. What's your history? Uh, I'm not talking about sex. Sex. We, we get to that later. You know, but you need to know this person from the other perspectives because every person in here is a multifaceted person. We have different dimensions, and so you need to explore that while you are meeting this person. And that's why it's important to talk, talk with people, just learn how to communicate, you know, and maybe, you know, take back a question to the guys and tell them, man, I don't know how to ask her this. Maybe you can help me out how to package this question in a way where it's not offensive or where I can get the answer I'm looking for. And so seeking godly wisdom, um, I'm sorry, godly uh, counsel, I, I think that's very important. And uh, surrounding yourself, you know, with, with godly people, um, et cetera. And so to answer your question, you know, um, it just depends how long you want to basically court this person. If it's for a year, you know what, wait, maybe what, six, eight, maybe between six to eight months, you know, depending, be, because l let's just be realistic. How many times are you going to see this person? We all work. I work. I work nine hours a day, 40 hours a week. So... I only have a very small time frame in the evenings because I live in Houston and it takes at least an hour to get home. So when you factor all those things in, there's really not much time. So how much time is this person giving me? Am I meeting them once a week? Am I meeting them, you know, once, I'm sorry, like two, three times a week? What are the numbers? So depending on how much you interact with this person, you will come to learn more dimensions about them, more of those multifaceted aspects, and then you can come to that. Um, then you can come to that answer. You can come to that discussion. Now, some people they get very comfortable very quickly, and that's okay. You can talk about it then if they are comfortable with it. But me personally, um, I, I like to build a foundation first, and then um, once we establish trust, and she knows that those are not my intentions. Then, you know, we can talk about more about her, uh, meet her friends, etc. And then one day, eventually, I'll, I'll get to that point. But I would highly suggest you do that before marriage and not afterwards. Sure. Thanks. I agree with everything that Isaac said. And I just want to add briefly that um, once you get to a level of comfort and trust with that person and it's mutual, you probably do want to approach the topic of sex at, at some point because some of us may know and a lot of us have heard of, you know, in popular media and whatnot about couples. They got together, they got married, and then they got divorced because they found out one of them didn't really want to have kids. And um, that's one of the milestones of a marriage, of a lot of marriages. They're looking to start a family. They're looking to have kids. And it's not something that you want to walk into and find out that other person doesn't even want to start a family. That person doesn't even want to have sex. But not 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 just not just with you, but just period. That person doesn't even want to have sex, and um, it's it's something that you know it's it's something that 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 actually happens, and um, it's an area that breaks up a lot of marriages. A lot of people think that finances and and other things are you know some of the things that break up marriages. That's also another one of them. So. One one minute, y'all, Tommy. Okay, so 
the I want to take it from a different perspective. I said, and I talked, uh, I teach a singles connect group. And one thing that I said is if you're celibate, and I don't assume just because you're a Christian that you're celibate, um, because, mm, but uh, thank you, Lord. Well, I will say if you're celibate, I would say before emotions get involved, you need to let them know that ahead of time. So I, me personally, if I know I'm going on a date, a one-on-one date with this person and I'm interested in more, I let them know that I'm celibate ahead of time. So, cause I don't want to steal emotions from them and them thinking that, oh, is she the celibate that's like, really, you just celibate for three months? And then, no, I need you to know that I am celibate until my name changes. And so, and I, so my personal opinion is if that is your route, then you want to make sure that you're clear about that because him or her, they may not be okay with that and still love Jesus. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but still love Jesus, but that's just not there. That's not whatever. So I, I'm like, I think that you should talk about that early, like very early on. Don't wait six, eight months. And then, you know, Netflix and chill and you like, ain't no chill. So just make sure that you really put that out there. Thank you very much. And just on a side note, you know, notice they said have the talk, not have the experience before marriage. Um, the other thing is, you know, many years ago, um, my former pastor, he told a story of a couple that the husband, he was attracted to this lady. She was very spiritual, prayed a lot. He was attracted to her sp- spirituality. He wasn't attracted to her. He was attracted to her spirituality. So he married her, thinking she's real deep, real spiritual. You know, I just want to have her in my life. And unfortunately, he discovered that she really wanted to do it. I could be more explicit, but she really wanted to have sex. And he wasn't interested in that. So that's how they ended up for counseling. So just something to think about. All righty. The next question. What venues, what avenues or venues are you taking to be in a relationship? What avenues or what venues are you taking to be in a relationship? Avenues and venues, Starbucks, (laughs) (laughs) not So this is between me and God. I'm going to share it between me and God. Um, since, you know, we're all single, so I, I don't, majority of us live by ourselves, right? So I don't like to stay home. <clears throat> so I'm always out and about. And I, if I, I study a lot, the Bible, not all spiritual, but <laughs> I'll go to Starbucks a lot. I'll go wherever. And it's not because, oh, here I am, everybody. <laughs> but I always say if God's going to do some divine appointment, I'm just not going to be by myself. I'm going to be out and about. I'm not focused on that. I'm not thinking about that. But I don't stay home and study. Besides, I'll end up falling asleep or watching TV or something, and I get all focused. But um, I'll do that. And then if I dedicate my time to do something, I stick to it. I continue to do that because some that know me well, after a certain time, once I'm home, I'm asleep. (laughs) I get tired fast. My energy level goes low. So... If I say I'm going to do something, I make sure I keep doing it no matter how tired I am because I dedicate it to that. And then I enjoy my quiet time. This is me and the Lord. I'm staying home. I'm not missing out on nothing. There's nothing out there uh, that God can't put together another day. And I I take um, very serious my quality time of rest, 
and, and all that. So I, I feel like I stay balanced with my personal time, me with the Lord. And if I'm doing things, I try to be out and about. But when I say I don't like to stay home, I don't mean I'm always out, like out. I mean, I'm in bed like 9, 9, 30, 10. My point is, is that I don't stay in if I'm reading or studying or, um, and I make, um, I make dates with friends all the time. You know, I, I don't, I'm not a phone person. I don't like to text a lot because I'm busy. I can't see my, I can't text that often because of my work, but, um, I'll make lunch dates all the time. So we go, you know, on, I'm off, um, I only work four days a week. So I go lunches. I do coffee dates with girlfriends and through that, we just get out and about. And so I, I really take my quality time with girlfriends and, you know, and people in my life serious and I just hang out with them. And the way I see it, I'm exposed, Lord, do whatever you want to do, but I'm still living my life. I'm not surrounded by having, you know, to do anything else about it. It's in God's hands. I did want to add one more thing to that is that, um, um, I always tell myself, you know, I, I'm in the hair business, so I like to look, you know, decent all the time with work and stuff, but I have struggled sometimes thinking maybe I need to not look dressed up. Maybe sometimes I'm in, I could be, what if I'm intimidating or what if someone said that to me one time? So it's stuck in my head. And I said, well, I'm going to be myself. Myself is that I'm not stuck up. I'm not caring about my looks, but I'm going to get out there and this is who I am. And I guess whoever ends up liking me is going to like that, you know? And, um, my point is, so I, I have struggled, you know, with identity in that because, you know, you hear all these opinions, but I think what I'm trying to say is be yourself, you know, and quick side note, a really good friend that a lot of you know that I won't say her name. Uh, I told her one day about her friend that we all knew that she got started dressing up a lot. And all of a sudden she had this boyfriend that now are married now. And she said that she started dressing up and she started caring how she dressed because she really didn't care before. And she's now married. I'm not saying that gets you married dressing up, <laughs> but I was able to sow some seeds into them because they really, really didn't worry about that. And I think sometimes we could be too dressed up, just be yourself. But I think for the most part, men want to see a woman put together, you know, and I think no matter where you go, minding your own business, people will pay attention to you and God will show that. And I, and I know I'm not saying that's all that matters, but men you all say it the first attraction is what you see right and so sometimes it's for the women too and I know for me <laughs> but just all that to say is that's how God has wired me <laughs> thank you did just one person want to chime in on that okay uh, the way I'm not I'm maybe I'm I hope I'm interpreting that question but what venues or avenues are we doing to pursue a relationship to get into a relationship um in the, it, you know i i think everyone's story will be different how god writes your love story will be individual and suitable for you um but as long as you know with like what patricia said as long as you are who you are in christ and you focus on living out your purpose in christ and uh and just know i think uh it's in philippians 4 in the message version and i don't have my phone but it says, you know, run your race, but keep an eye out to those who are also keeping pace with you. And so if you're serving, look at those who are in your midst and see who, who are serving next to me. Um, if you are at work, you know, look and see who, who are those coworkers that stand out and bring excellence 
to the job? You know, are they Christian or, you know, wherever you go, if you're sitting at Starbucks, if you're at, you know, at a movie theater, you know, look out to see, you know, who is there? I'm not saying get up and go, you know, can I, can I get your number? You know, I'm not saying do any of that, but as you're running your race, look around and see who is also running a good race. Who is keeping pace with, with you and the Lord? And that's a person that more than likely you will want to pay attention to. So that, that's pretty much how I approach it. Thank you very much. Anyone in the audience wants to ask a question? Okay. Let's know your name first, please. Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Noku. Um, my question probably goes to the men. Um, Isaac and Patricia touched on this a little bit. Isaac talked about time, you know, working nine hours and a couple hours in traffic. And blah. and then um, Patricia said something about talking on the phone, texting, and going to meet girlfriends out. So my question is to the guys. These days what I see is that people, guys, for instance, they like to text a lot. So I'm thinking if I'm at work... You know, I can see this text once maybe, but in my mind, if you're trying to say something, probably a phone call is quicker. Like we could say yes or no and move on. Why is it now that men want to do, I don't know how to call it, but they want to text instead of talk on the phone, instead of like talk to you and just get it and done with. Um, And then they're more aggressive, even if they're saved. and aggressive in a worldly way, not necessarily like, oh, you like me so much. And, and I'm not saying somebody needs to quote scripture to you to just show you that they like you. But it's, um, oh, so, so what are you doing now? You know, it, the next time I see this WID thing, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, what are you doing now? And then what are you going to do after that? And this is texting. So I'm at work and now I have to respond. And I walk away, I come back. It's like, and then what are you doing now? I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so why? Why are the guys texting so much instead of calling on the phone? Okay, one-on-one? Sure. Thanks. Thanks for the question, Noku. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to try to have serious conversation through text. Um, I'm a tech person myself. I work in the tech industry, and it's so easy to misinterpret things through text through email, instant message, direct message, whatever it is. It's very easy to misinterpret what's being said. And I agree with you. If it's of substance and it's something that needs to be said, something that needs to be addressed, pick up the phone, or better yet, just meet that person and you know have, have that discussion. Um, to the guys, and I guess any anybody, I guess, who's having that, that type of situation, I would recommend exercises some caution because some people will misinterpret your call as something else and they'll start calling you more and it'll be during the day or you know at times when it's inopportune for you the whole benefit of of text messaging or instant messaging or whatever it's asynchronous communication you can send it that person can read it whenever they get a chance and there there should be no pressure to it if it's something that's time sensitive don't send it through a text you know try to get a hold of that person as you can Um, from my perspective, I'm a texter, but I don't approach women and I don't ask them out uh, via text messaging. I think I'm man enough to, and see, I don't even like calling. I'd rather just walk up to you and tell you. So I'm going to do that because I'm not afraid anymore. 
Okay. So, but that's just my character. I think we're living in the digital age where there's a lot of privacy issues. If I want to be private about my pursuit towards you, I'll ask for your number. And then maybe I might tell you, hey, would you like to go out to Starbucks tonight or something like that? That's, I, I think that's the framework that a lot of guys uh, that, that you've encountered, maybe that's their perspective. Um, they they want to add privacy to it. And it's also almost instant. So um, maybe it's long distance. I don't know where these guys live, things like that. I mean, it, it's, it's just so many, there are so many factors, so many variables as to why a guy would do that. Now, as to the aggressive part, um, I'd probably stay away from those guys because they are... <laughs> Because that right there, but, but, but see, be thankful that those guys have expressed that because now you know their nature. You wouldn't want to be married and then he comes out with that because then it's too late, you know, and, it, and it's not good. So if somebody is doing, if somebody's made that mistake, that right there is a big red flag and you need to steer clear because this person obviously either they're young in the faith or they're not saved if you're pursuing a Christian person. So this person has just expressed to you their nature. And if that clashes with you, stay away from them. Um, that would be my advice. But um, I, I think those are the reasons. The aggressiveness is uh, desperation. A lot of times uh, there are a lot of guys out there, they're just running the streets. You know, they're looking. I mean, some guys, they are extremely desperate. I was desperate at a point in time. I'm honest and man enough to say that here. I was when I was much younger. I'm not saying that, you know, I don't care anymore. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that God has refined me in such a way where I am, I wouldn't say I'm comfortable because that right there uh, demonstrates in a way it could demonstrate slothfulness. And I, I, don't, I don't think I'm being slothful in my singleness. I am actively waiting. So I'd, I'd take more time to explain that, but I'll, I'll cut it short. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.